Marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug in the United States, and we haven't begun to find out all of the ill effects. The war on drugs has been an utter failure, and I think that we need to rethink and decriminalize our marijuana law. I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it and didn't inhale. This is Mike Madrid, the publisher of California City News and the recently launched CaliforniaMarijuanaPolicy.org. And this is R.E. Grasswich, enjoying myself as a contributor to CaliforniaMarijuanaPolicy.org. We're talking to you today on Closed Session, a podcast we've recently launched to bring you the best and brightest views of the opinions of the best and brightest. Stick with us. Welcome back. Welcome back to Closed Session. Starting laughing, which is always a good sign for a podcast. It's a very good sign, isn't it? It is. We have in our studio audience today uh, your hosts, Mike Madrid and Bob Grasswich. Yes. And a VIP uh, guest, my <laughs> partner uh, here at Grassroots Lab, uh, Rob Karinke. Rob, welcome. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about some of the here to unbeknownst side effects, health effects of the cure-all marijuana plant cannabis plant yes it would appear bob that maybe it's not all cracked that it's cracked up to be in the hillside well this is very early days as far as uh, cannabis research goes but it turns out that there is a study and let me rustle my paper here pardon Mm -hmm. me rob let me rustle my paper yeah this is a team of experts cardiologists and whatnot from the uh, einstein medical center at uh, in philadelphia einstein Um, Yes, you remember that name. Um, Cannabis user. And the American College of Cardiology in Washington, D.C. So these are bona fide people. These are real, real, not fake news people. This is the real deal. They're saying that that you can increase your chances for a stroke and for a heart attack by smoking cannabis. So if you're looking for a heart attack, it appears smoking a joint would probably be a good way to get you there. Right. Um, And and it's uh, now... Are these part of the medicinal properties? I guess, um, I guess, but they're they're trying. They're they're being very careful in, in their their description. So they're not saying don't do it because it'll cause a heart attack. They're just saying this is there's a there's a chance you may be in, increasing your risk here for a heart attack, for a stroke. And there seems to be some connection between the, these these elements. So we have to do more research, of course. But it's a uh, maybe that's what, maybe it's just a gambit to get more research money to find out. Uh, that that could be too. We've seen that happen. It's probably the tobacco guys funded the study. <laughs> it's a tobacco front group study. <laughs> yes. Keep smoking tobacco because your lungs will last longer than your heart. Or the cancer will get you. Or right? the cancer. Yeah. yeah. On both sides. Oh, cancer yeah. will get you both ways? Well, we know you're not going to get out of it alive. We, we, <laughs> we know that something's going to get you at it's, some point. It's how you enjoy the It's the, the health ride. risks you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is the ones you don't. But, you know, isn't it interesting, though, that, that we, we – here's a – this is an area where because of the, the, the rules, the Schedule One federal law that prohibits uh, – it, 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 it makes cannabis illegal uh, on, on all fronts. There has been very little research done in this country on it. Um, and so we're seeing more and more of this coming out now, um, even though the Schedule One rules have not been relaxed. I think the, the number of states uh, adopting pro-marijuana uh, legislation and initiatives means that we will be seeing more and more of this sort of thing. Um, good and bad, but but we need to know what we're doing, right? No, yeah. there are pretty strict prohibitions on the research of marijuana, right? As a Schedule One drug, there's only a few places that are licensed to actually conduct research on it. So 
the group that conducted this study, are they one of those? Do we know? Not necessarily, because they claim that they found 316,000 people who used marijuana. So this would have been survey-based. Exactly, yeah. We're seeing more of this kind of stuff, too, as opposed to what you're talking about, which is tightly controlled by the federal government on the federal level in terms of what kind of marijuana you can get a hold of to study and, and, and all that sort of thing. Now, right. now, I'm neither a cardiologist nor a researcher. You had me fooled. I know, I know. But it seems to me that if you're asking a group of people to self-select, no matter how big, the results have got to be suspect in some way, shape, or form, right? Because how are you controlling for outside variables? Well, what they did was they, they, they took 20 million 20 million people. Now, these are patients from age 18 to 55. They were discharged uh, from health care hospitals in, in uh, 2009 and, and 2010. Nationwide. Nationwide. Um, and then they found out, they surveyed, and they found out that 316,000 of them used marijuana. Now, they took that group. Um, so and these people have already been in the hospital? Correct. Yeah. Hmm. So they took it. <laughs> but no, but this, is out, this is out of 20 million points. people. So, so they're, no. They probably incentivize them with a cheeseburger after they were high, too, to come yeah. in and be part of this study, right? I'm trying to be serious. Okay, there. I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're asking good questions. I don't know the answer, but I do know that. So this, this is the background of the survey. So then they went through those records, and they found that those individuals, those 316,000, uh, had a significant increase in stroke, heart failure, coronary artery disease, and sudden cardiac death. Now, that's all bad news. That doesn't sound yeah, good. It doesn't sound good at all. What does it mean? You know, that's what we're trying to figure out. And I think the doctors aren't clear what it means. And they're also saying, from what I read, too, they're not saying don't use. What they're saying is we just need to know more. We are finding some data points as we are learning more and more about this drug. And it may not be all that it's cracked up to be, or it may, but we don't know until we know. So let's start knowing. It seems to me like another example of the really bad gray area created by the legalization of the way it's being done, right? Because you have something that's a Schedule One drug where you can only conduct limited research or only a few people can conduct limited kinds of research on its health impacts. On the other side, you have people basically touting it for its medicinal qualities for people who are already ill. Right. And we're kind of rolling forward with, um, you know, legalization for recreational use without a lot of knowledge. And so you've got a study here. And I mean, I think it's probably a legitimate study. We've already kind of poked a few holes in maybe their methodology. But what else can you do, right, with the limitations imposed? So if you... Um, if they were to, say, relax some of those research rules to try and get more facts into the system. I know there's a lot of appetite for that these days, but um, that might be better than sort of operating as we can by hook or by crook on studies that you know may or may not be um, as good as you could have otherwise. No, I would agree. I would agree. I wonder what the physiology behind this would be, though, also. I mean, my guess is it's a depressant, right? It's going to slow down your heart rate, I would imagine. It's not a stimulant. Well, I believe it, do, it does increase your, your – your, uh, it, it says – in fact, as the story here says – let me let me find this part. It says, uh, we, we do know – this is a quote from one of the uh, scientists. We do know that it's affiliated with irregular heartbeat, okay. weakened heart muscle, and chest pain. Um, and it can it can raise your heart rate by as much as 100%. So it increases your heart rate. So you can lower that with Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't had a, a Cheeto since I had my open heart surgery, you know? So that's been two years. Well, now I learned something else about you. I, I feel great, though. <laughs> and I don't smoke marijuana. Well, I'm sure they made some strong assumptions in here with their group, and I'm sure that the studies weighted accordingly. But if you've got people that are already using um, 
a Schedule One drug, as we already outlined, have already been in the hospital. I mean, it sounds like these folks are already high health risks. And right? coming out of the hospital, right? That's correct. Mentioned? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, correct. Even if they're an 18-year-old, why were they in the hospital, right? Um, and so is this individual engaging in other kinds of behaviors that maybe is also increasing that risk? Well, that's what my the whole thing about self-selecting is, is, I mean, how do you know what you're getting with this pool without a control group and what that actually means. And in all fairness, I mean, again, it sounds like the researchers aren't suggesting that there's necessarily a correlation. They're just saying, oh, we happen to find this data point. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And here's, here's, here's another quote from one of the researchers, from one of the scientists. They said, our purpose is not to criminalize this. Uh, we just want to make sure that if a patient asks about it, we can give them as much information as possible. You, you know how someone who's drank a lot the night before says, my liver hates me right now. If someone smokes a lot, I want them to say, oh, God, <laughs> this is what they wanted to say. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I've got to get my heart checked out tomorrow. So there you go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, guess, I guess one other one other facet of it, facet of this is is as marijuana becomes more regulated. I mean, for instance, it's a substance right now without a widely agreed upon you know kind of serving size, for lack of a better phrase. I'm sure there's a more technical term for that, but the dosage, right? If that could be more controlled, and people have more. Um, control over what they are consuming and in at what levels does that potentially mitigate some of these risks now i mean you could argue that's been in place with cigarettes for a long time and it's just an inherently unhealthy thing um but that's another i think you know kind of facet of the legalization we might consider can you I, mitigate some of the health risks by having a better regulated product oh i think it would and, and, information. and you, you can you know the, the stories are famous about people who were who were using marijuana back 20 years ago at a certain level of thc and whereas today's product is is far more more powerful far more potent mm-hmm. and so they they retake up they 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 continue their habit here after having may have been, may have been off of not using marijuana for a number of years, and they can't believe the the impact on their right. on their system and uh, as they use it because the product has changed so much over the last few years that uh, much more powerful, much more potent. Those are all things we don't know anything about, though, do we? Right. And also mentioned is the fact that the study does not address or distinguish between smoking, vaping, and or edibles. Right. So how it's ingested uh, is one of those variables as well. Back to my cheeseburger theory. <laughs> if you're infusing cheese on your cheeseburger, that might be part of the edible correlation of why people are having heart problems. Maybe it's the cheese. Maybe it's the cheese. Or maybe it's the infusion, the manufacturing part of it. Or maybe you should smoke your cheese. <laughs> I don't know. Or inject it. Have you ever tried? No, you wouldn't do that. Don't inject Inject cheese. Cheese or teas. (laughs) On that note, thanks for joining us on Closed Session. This is your host, Mike Madrid, Bob Graswich, and our guest in studio, Rob Karinke. Till next time. Thanks for listening. You've been part of this Closed Session podcast. Appreciated having you spend the time with us this afternoon. Yeah, from Mike Madrid, I'm R.E. Grasswich. Stay tuned for the next edition of Closed Session. Mm-hmm.